This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. I did something terrible and started playing with the voiceover voices uh, during the break. Just the ones that are available on the uh, shorthand rotor, I guess, on the Mac. And, ooh, I don't even know who I picked now. Anyways, um, I think it's a Daniel. Some of them are really bad, though. <laughs> oh, I don't some love Daniel. Some of them Daniel are even voice. English. It's not great. Or it's like yeah. not... Oh, no. It's oh, no, not, they're not. They're not uh, audible. Well, I don't know what Maybe I'm saying get here. get Afrikaans on there. You... It's not... No, no, not, not, no, no, they're not... No, they're literally not... They just, they're English, but they sound so robotic that you can't tell what they're saying. Some of them also have a little muffledness. Yes. For some reason, so you... Some of them are metallic sounding. Yep. Like, really robotic, you know? Yeah, that's why they want you to download ones. Yeah. Uh, The one that I'm looking for, male Alex, is just not here, so, well... No, you have to download him, and you have to figure out which one you want, where... Oh, is he a bonus? Uh, yeah, the one that you want, I think, is that's what I have to do. And I'm trying to remember where you find him because I think mm-hmm. he's, there's the UK version. But, yeah. oh, I find him under the Siri Daniel. voices, I believe. Siri I think voices, I find him under the Siri voices. Right. You're right. It's a long time since I've explored this, but I'm sure someone sitting in the, high, the sidelines right now is like, I know where to find him. Uh, we're yeah, bringing on. Hmm? This guy you're bringing on will know. He's sitting there already telling you. Exactly. Grant Hardy, he's joining us for a bonus headlines producer on the show, of course, and filling in uh, as we usually have Dr. Danielle Johnkinder, veterinarian, joining us at this time on Tuesdays, but she's not available. So, Grant, you're here with headlines. Um, Do you switch around your voices often for a screen reader? I absolutely don't. I use uh, Eloquence, which is a voice that's been around actually since the mid-1990s, yeah. I believe. And I use that on my um, on my Mac, my PC, and my iPhone. Now. Uniform. Because wasn't that originally the Jaws yep. fancy yep. voice, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And, and isn't then, it kind of recent that? that they brought it onto the Mac? It was like a big deal. Like, yeah. we're yeah. now yeah. bringing on Eloquence. Just, yeah. I will tell you, though, that if you explore the voice settings on the Mac and the iPhone, there are all sorts of little novelty voices that I think have literally been around since, like, the 1980s or something or early 90s. There's one well, that actually... Yeah, because a bunch of them were on the... Um, a bunch of them were on the open book machines in that, right? The... What was it called? The scanner when you'd use the the old scanner and you'd you'd do them before they became an actual program. Um, Kurzweil. God, what the heck were they called? Kurzweil. Thank you. Yeah. They were the the old reading machines. A lot of them were on there. Like Dr. Dennis and those guys were all on there. Right. Mm. Yes. But, do you remember that one, Grant? Do you remember that one, Grant? The reading voice is Dr. Dennis, and he <laughs> so. he had a grin. <laughs> I loved Sounds it. That was familiar. great. You said one of them <laughs> sings. I yeah, there's go find literally, that yeah, there's literally, I can't remember the name. It's under novelty. Okay. Like literally oh, wow. everything you read, it will sing it out to you. Excellent. And a bunch of other ones to try. We Can you imagine if she started that. using that in her ear while yes. doing the show and all of a sudden, coming up next is... Yep. You know how uh, we love to just verbatim the way that our voices say our things in our script, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. Give that a shot on April Fool's. <laughs> Look at Grant already grinning. He's waiting. He'll be stuck <laughs> listening. Yeah, I think you find it here, Rummy. He'll send you a link later. <laughs> right, it's man. easy to change the, it back, Rummy. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do this two no, minutes before be able... the show. I don't trust either it's of you guys. Cru- it's the cruel side <laughs> of Grant Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> folks, we, we've got a little bit more of a sobering subject here. Talking about doctors in rural areas, as Rami um, just mentioned, uh, it turns out almost 20% of Canadians live in rural, remote, indigenous, coastal, or northern communities. However, only 8% of physicians practice in non-urban areas of Canada. And apparently there are quite a few reasons for this. We always hear about this sort of from the patient side of things. You know what I mean? I tend to side a a little bit with the patient aspect of it, uh, but apparently it's actually can be very difficult for doctors in remote areas, both Mm -hmm. from a financial Mm-hmm. Yeah, from a financial standpoint, especially, uh, apparently a lot of doctors in uh, remote areas literally utilize their own bank accounts and their own sort of free overtime hours to keep their businesses, uh, their practices rather, going, uh, including right. arriving at the office you know, early in the morning, staying late. And they also cite challenges such as obviously not meeting their own needs and the needs of their family as they uh, progress in their career and it being difficult to shut down, like like shut off their work because they're obviously known as the doctor. Uh, The government is- They're the only game in town, right? Like Mm -hmm. people are going to come to them no matter what. You need them. I'm sure you go to a party, a wedding, and it's like, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to pose or anything, but- (laughs) Do you have five minutes to talk about my little issue here? Um, The government has implemented a uh, new policy where apparently they're going to be forgiving up to $60,000 of student loans for doctors practicing in rural areas. But a lot of people are saying that, uh, number one, um, people may use this as a stepping stone, like get their loans forgiven, sort of work in a rural area for a while, and then move on. And people are also saying that we always talk about a shortage of health uh, of uh, doctors, but that the main issue is actually kind of a health crisis, like more people are getting sicker, living longer. And so their advocates are suggesting that they put this money instead into social health programs instead uh, you know, to try and reduce poverty and keep people healthier. Curious about your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I read an article over the weekend, which was also very sobering and along the similar lines here, Grant, which is uh, that too many people frontline are wearing more than one hat. You know, if you were a nurse, now you're doing um, potentially some of the relief of the paramedics that drive people in. And, you know, if you're... for example, part of some kind of emergency room ER or emergency department scenario, then you're taking on way more in two hours than you would have, you know, 10 years ago because of exactly what you're saying. More people are getting sick, people are living longer, and there isn't enough relief for the people doing um, anything, I guess, in in medical scenarios, but especially in emergency scenarios. And the, the, the fact that you're pointing out a lot of these, I guess, parallel Um, situations for remote areas means that this kind of problem is spread out in more than one capacity, right? So uh, the funding, I think, I'm not sure my own opinions on that because we need funding in a lot of different ways. So should we really be saying that the funding is more necessary here and not there? I don't know Mm -hmm. how you triage or prioritize that. 
Mm. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah. I, yeah. And I'm not yeah. sure I know what the social programs, when we say that, how you determine, how you would. Mm. I do think there's a level of positive, even if that's starting doctor. And again, I go back to seeing this years on TV, uh, you know, TV shows, here's a doctor in a small place and how those doctors would stay forever because that was the storyline said so, whatever it might be. But the reality is there's such a dire need for an, for attention, for not having those hours. And I get that they they need off hours just like anyone. But when you're looking at no emergency rooms, no, that access not right. being there, I would need people in these areas to say to me, we'll take a doctor who's here for three or four years for the break on their loans as a stepping stone because doctors, wherever you go, nurses, whoever, everywhere starts out probably as a stepping stone to another position, even if it's at the same hospital. The only thing when you read this grant and I hear about the privatization and how many doctors are starting to say, you know what, I'm not so sure I'm against that now, especially when it's going to come to helping our emergency wards, and especially when mm. we're even in bigger towns, seeing them closed, I can't even begin to imagine somewhere out on Nunavut what what goes exactly. on and, and how you yeah, find yeah. someone. And what did you say, Grant? Twenty eight percent. You know, you think mm -hmm. I think that was the number of the. You know, I thought it was a bigger number, but it, you can't have these disparities. And if we're having them in London, Ontario, or Toronto, or or anywhere here, what the heck are they going through? Yeah. Yeah, it's very odd, isn't it? Because we technically have sort of the same rights to equal, you have the right to live in the most rural area imaginable and have exactly the same services that you have in the city, right? But in, in practice, that rarely really yeah. is the case that that ever happens. And I suppose it just reflects the... Oh, it's the most vague way of putting it ever, but the complexity of managing a gigantic country like this. Mm. And uh, yeah, definitely not sure how I stand on privatization, but uh, if it is the way forward to reduce the burden of our system a little bit or just give people more and more of a leg up here and there, right. uh, then I guess that's reasonable. We got time to squeeze in one more? Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about taxes a little bit and uh there are quite a few changes this year but i guess i'll just highlight one that i think you and i have uh, all of us have heard about uh during the pandemic there was a really easy flat rate way to claim working from home expenses uh, uh but that is has been eliminated now uh so you do have to get now a T2200, I believe it is, form mm -hmm. filled from your employer and very meticulously keep track of all of your utilities, your receipts, your internet, your rent, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They also note that uh, people who own their homes and have mortgages with um, mortgage insurance, et cetera, uh, that is not going to be very lucrative in terms of claiming that on your taxes. Uh, the experts are basically saying, like, yes, I do this, but I will admit that it may not be easy or really worthwhile for everybody to do it. Uh, and then they also just remind people that getting a huge tax refund may seem like a big windfall at the time, but it's actually not the greatest tax plan. And you can submit a form to your employer and have some bigger uh, sort of the right amount of deductions taken off your paycheck during the year so that your tax refund isn't going to be so huge when it comes, but you're essentially not 
loaning your money interest free to the government until tax mm-hmm. time. Got any thoughts or tax tips that you guys personally use? Oh, tax yeah, tips. That's what I used to be told, like that whole one. What are you letting the government have that for? Don't you want the windfall? But as you say, Grant, it is certainly not the best way. You hope. And I also wonder about people who have had these offices from home, the working from home, the privileges, and are kind of split. It'd be interesting to see how that looks too during tax time for corporations <laughs> and individuals. I just think everything's too complicated. You know, I I was literally (laughs) just going to say this. Stop paying it. (laughs) Stop paying it. See if they come out. Uh, No, I was. Yeah. I was literally going to say the same time thing. I don't know whether it's because of my disability or just my lack of executive functioning. I don't know. But people say, like, just fill out this T6700,000 form. What's the big <laughs> deal? And I'm like, all this paperwork, these forms, can't forget my it. financial literacy, I just can't keep up, man. Like, I just, it's too complicated. Why do you think and it's we never keep Ryan right. Chin kicking around? Ryan and Chin like and our Yeah. And- Pay him. What? And the thing is, like, it's not just about, oh, tax season's here. Start paying attention. Like, some of these things you got to do throughout the year. And as you said, be meticulous yeah. about it and know the details ahead of time so you know what you're saving. Like, where am I going to go find all this stuff uh, now? And you and Grant can't just keep hanging on to those bills. We're Pay somebody. Come good. on, you got the We're money. Not at this. <laughs> if you can convince me to even look at my bank statements, yeah. uh, we're a little bit ahead. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Download <laughs> PDFs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Grant. Thanks. Grant Hardy, usually joining us on Mondays and Wednesdays for headlines and, of course, bonus headlines here and there. So always a good time and good conversation. After the break, we have Wellness with Francis Wong. Today's topic, is there a difference between fragrance sensitivities and fragrance allergies? We're going to talk about it after the break on Kelly and Remia. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Remia return with more in a moment. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.